Hey everybody, this is Vince Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's topic is why is Easter so important? Why is the resurrection so important? So each year we as Christians, we celebrate a day that holds, I believe, the utmost importance to us. It's called Easter or what we more commonly call Resurrection Sunday. And this is a very special day for us in history. In fact, I would say it's the most important event in all history, all history. Now, for some reason, we don't talk about this event much, but maybe just one time a year. And I really believe like we should talk about it more often, if not consistently. And here's why. Because everyone believes at least three things about Jesus. Everyone. And I really actually do mean everyone right now. Everyone believes these three things about Jesus. First, that Jesus lived. Second, he died definitively. And third, that his tomb was empty. Now, there is pretty much no person who would disagree with these three points. I mean, even Jews and Muslims and atheists agree with these three points. They agree that Jesus lived, died, and his tomb was empty simply because they're facts, by the way, right? History tells us that this guy lived, died, and his tomb was empty. But the one contested issue is always how did the tomb end up empty? And Christians, of course, or I, uh, believe that it's because Jesus Christ defeated death by raising himself from the dead. And his resurrection was so important that, by the way, every message preached in the days of the early church included and centered, actually centered, on the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ as proof or evidence of their faith. Every single message included it. Now, for some reason today, it seems like we've kind of left the resurrection out of a lot of gospel presentations and messages. We talk a lot about the life and the death of Jesus, but little about the resurrection. But remember, even atheists and opponents would agree with those first two tenets of our faith. The divining issue is that empty tomb and how that tomb got empty. Now, how that tomb got empty, of course, is of much debate. And there are a number of theories about how that happened. And I don't have time to address every one of them today. But I will share this one predominant theory that opposes, that opposition believes, opposes the bodily resurrection of Jesus. It's the theory that some Christians or a group of Christians actually stole the body, that they devised a plan, they snuck in, they stole his body. And while this may sound reasonable at first thought, it's pretty hard to believe. And here's why. Most of Jesus's followers were scared of death, of the religious and political powers in their time. In fact, Jesus's most ardent supporter, who is Peter, denied a relationship with Jesus in the final moments of his life, and he was hiding out in the days that followed his death. He was hiding out because he was scared to death of the religious officials and political powers. In addition, when they arrived, that's the believers, arrived to pay their respects at the tomb, they were surprised that the body was missing. They were shocked to death. Add to this that the Roman government had the tomb guarded and sealed and a massive stone rolled in front of it. And even if by some great act they were able to actually, in fact, steal the body, how were they able to keep it hidden for the last 2,000 years? And why would dozens of followers share the message of the resurrection and even die for this message, 
if they knew they had the body in their possession. I mean, no one would do that. I wouldn't be willing to die for something I knew to be a lie, nor would I talk about a resurrection publicly if I had the body in my possession. That's just craziness. Okay, so let's back up for a second. Take a deep breath. <laughs> let's consider another option, another outcome. Let's set aside all the theories against the resurrection and just entertain what would be compelling evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ? I mean, if Jesus actually did raise in bodily form, what would be, what would be the most compelling evidence for a risen Savior? Well, guess what? That's pretty simple. The most compelling evidence would be an eyewitness account, right? I mean, even today, eyewitness accounts in a court of law are some of the most compelling evidence you can ever hear. And guess what? We have that. In fact, we know that at least 500 people or more who were eyewitnesses in Jesus's day to his bodily resurrection. Now, that's pretty profound and compelling evidence, yet some people choose to ignore it, mainly because these eyewitness accounts are substantiated in our own covenant, in our own book. Therefore, they choose to discount it because they discount the Bible and they dismiss this as disinformation. So let's just say, for sake of an argument, that these 500 plus people were simply crazy nut job Christians who fabricated stories and made them up. Now, if that were the case, then what would make for the ultimate eyewitness evidence? I mean, who would it be? Well, just think about that for a moment. I mean, what would be the best case scenario for eyewitness evidence if you could present it? Would not the best eyewitness evidence of the resurrection be from someone who opposed Christ? I mean, like someone who was like a Roman citizen or, or someone who despised Christians, someone who imprisoned Christians, someone who vehemently opposed Jesus Christ, witnessed his trial, his flogging and death. Of course, that guy would make for profound eyewitness evidence, wouldn't he? Well, guess what? We have that witness. His name was Saul, right? Who became Paul. So here's the story. One day, soon after Jesus' death, Saul was traveling down a road to Damascus, on his way, by the way, to persecute Christians nonetheless, and had a confrontation with the risen Lord. I mean, Jesus Christ appeared to him in the flesh. And during this appearance, Saul was blinded. In the story, we discovered that a Christian named Ananias was told to go heal him, but Ananias was terrified of him. And why? Well, because Saul was one of the most violent opponents of the Christian faith. But Saul, who became known as Paul, had witnessed, witnessed what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ and became one of the most ardent messengers of the Christian faith. In fact, Many Christians in his day had a hard time believing this for years because Paul was such a hater of Christians. But after encountering the risen Lord, Paul ended up becoming one of the most influential leaders in the Christian movement and wrote about two-thirds of the New Testament, basing his entire message on this one thing, the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I would say that's some pretty compelling evidence, if not the most compelling evidence for me. So now, given this very compelling evidence, why is the bodily resurrection of Jesus so important? Why is it important? And this is definitively a very critical question for you to ask. In fact, 
It's important for a number of reasons. Let me just state a few. Uh, first, it's evidence of God's unfathomable power over life and death. Second, it's evidence that God's story is true, including his prophecies and predictions of the Old Testament. Third, it's evidence that Jesus was God's son and the savior of the world. Fourth, it's evidence of Jesus's power over physical physical and spiritual death, including our sin that separated us from the relationship that we had with God. And fifth, it is the hope we're looking for today. But here's the problem. Fellas, physical death is imminent. One out of one still dies. I mean, even Jesus died. What we need to address is the real issue when it comes to death, the reality of death itself, the innate desire that we actually have to want to live forever. So what is the real issue and the real problem? The Bible says the real issue and the real problem is the disease of sin that stems from our disobedience to God. I mean, just listen to a couple of verses here. They're classic verses. You probably have them memorized or you probably know them or have heard them at some point. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So our real issue is not death in this life. That's imminent. We are all going to die. Our real issue is the sin that leads to spiritual death, death itself. Now, sin is a bit of a cryptic word in the New Testament, if you haven't heard it before, but its meaning is to miss the mark in obedience to God. And this is the issue that we really need to contend with. The government and health professionals and presidents do not have the solution to this problem. Only God does. And his solution was what? It was Jesus Christ, the one who lived and died and proved his power over physical death and also our sin by raising in bodily form for you and me, showing us that he can give us spiritual life, like true life. His resurrection is actually the ultimate proof that he is the provider for victory over sin and death. And Jesus said it this way in John chapter 11, around verse 25, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes, believes in me, though he die, though he die, see, even Jesus understands we die, yet he shall live. So the solution for our impending death is actually so simple. It's a little unbelievable. <laughs> but believing that Jesus is the life is what gives us life. You see, Jesus is the only real healer and hope giver. Jesus is the only answer to the problem of death and our desire for life. It is only in him we have any kind of hope over death and sin. So if you want life, you have to go to the one who has power over life and death. And guess who that is? It's Jesus. So today, I want you to know, if you're weighed down by sin and death and you're looking for hope, there's only one who gives it. It's the creator of all things. Listen to Paul, who saw the risen Lord with his own eyes. Remember, he is the eyewitness account. He says this in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. He says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also do what? Give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. 
So today, if you're looking for hope beyond death and your sin, hope over the hopelessness of this life, then only Jesus Christ provides it. It begins with belief in him and results in the spirit of God dwelling in you. And if today is a day you want to make that decision, you can either let me know right here in the comments below, and I'll send you something to help you get started in your relationship with Christ. And remember, Jesus Christ, he is risen. He is risen indeed. I love you guys. Share this with someone if it's blessed you, and I'll see you right back here again next time.